I am so excited to tell you that I'm finally reopening the doors to my Partnerships Masterclass course, which is absolutely everything you need to confidently build successful partnerships. And successful partnerships unlock an entirely untapped revenue stream for your business through sponsorships, while collaborative partnerships can see you reaching hundreds of thousands of potential customers without monetary spend. So they have the power to both make you money via a whole new revenue stream for your business and save you money with your marketing activity, which is so awesome. I have run this course quite exclusively in the past with really small cohorts of business owners, agency owners, and marketers. So I would say it's incredibly valuable if you're one of these three types of fabulous people looking to build a partnership skill set and revenue stream, or you're looking to offer partnerships as a service to your clients. This course is the most accessible way you can work with me personally as well. And while you have a lifetime access to the course content and obviously lifetime access to the skills and relationships you build as part of this course, you're also really not thrown in the deep end at all because I keep the cohort small on purpose so that you get that mentorship and support from me throughout the whole thing. So we're going to get you so excited about the opportunities ahead for your business, super clear on your growth strategy and how you're going to build meaningful and pivotal relationships. It's going to be so good. And doors open on the 11th of August. They're only open for 10 days though. So make sure you're on the wait list so that you don't miss out. We're actually kicking the cohort off on um, August 22nd. So immediately after the doors open, pretty much <laughs> the course begins and the doors are closed again. So you want to be on that wait list so that you don't miss out. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can access that. And you'll also nab some wait list bonuses as well if you're on there. So I can't wait to see you there. Uh, thanks so much for listening and I'll let you get into the episode now. Hello and welcome to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. We are a podcast about marketing, collaboration and business and we're brought to you by Collabasaurus.com, the matchmaker for brands. Hey, hey, and welcome back to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. I'm your host, Jess Rufus, and a heads up, I've actually had to record this at home while peak hour traffic is happening outside. So apologies in advance for any background noise. It's probably going to happen. Uh, today, we are diving into some basic human psychology around free stuff, which I just love this topic. So this is around if like friends and family or potential clients, etc., ever ask you for something for free. First of all, we have to not feel an ounce of guilt saying no when this happens. But sometimes it's not as simple as a no, especially if you have an existing relationship. So in this episode, I've got six alternatives to saying yes to giving your services or products away for free or sort of six ways that you can respond essentially, which are skills that every business owner needs. And before we dive in, I wanted to mention as well that if you haven't yet, I would love for you to check out our brand new podcast channel called This Is How We Do It, where I sit down with amazing marketers from the likes of Bandeau, Gelato Messina and Barbie to chat all things partnerships and collaborations. And I'd love to hear what you think. So please let me know. Okay, on to this episode. The reason this episode has come about is because I've had a lot of conversations lately about how people just don't value free stuff. 
Of course, this isn't always the case, but looking at events, for example, according to Eventbrite, free events have a higher dropout rate on the day of up to 50 to 60%, whilst paid events only tend to have a 10 to 30% drop, which is crazy when you look at the difference, but absolutely unsurprising if you've ever, you know, registered for a free event. I mean, I know I often kind of weigh that up and go, oh, I'm tired today or whatever, and I won't go. Um, Looking as well to online courses, for example, engagement rates are notoriously low for free courses, and even free trials tend to have pretty awful engagement rates. So the purpose of this episode is to help you to stop bending over backwards and be prepared with a strategy for tackling the question of free stuff that actually can work to your advantage. As far as this episode and I'm concerned, either this question is A, open for negotiation and therefore will still wind up with something of value to you or B, it's a no. (laughs) So here are my six options when it comes to handling and ask for free stuff. Number one is to get yourself a killer template and even if this means just writing it yourself and learn how to stick up for yourself and say no. So Marie Folio has a really great video. You can find it on YouTube. It's called How to Say No to People Who Want to Pick Your Brain. And I think that is a fabulous starting point if you're wanting to kind of have a template go-to. And I think it's important to have a template because when you're kind of caught off guard a little bit with an email about this question or something like that, um, if you have something prepared, it becomes so much easier to answer. Number two is hold your horses. Maybe there's some kind of other leniency you can give them that won't mean you're not paying your bills. So for example, with Collabosaurus, we have a minimum term. So when it comes to larger clients, so Collabosaurus is is a subscription style business. So it's month to month subscriptions. Um, And even for larger companies, there's a month to month subscription, even though that subscription cost is at a much higher rate than like for startups and small businesses. Um, But for example, you know, those grace periods, we can say, you know what, we can't give this to you for free, but I'm happy to waive the minimum term so that you have an opportunity to try it with way less risk, for example. And I say this because think about why someone is asking you for a freebie and how you might be able to overcome that objection in a different way. So for example, if it's that you think they're not 100% certain that they'll see results, why don't you have a money back guarantee, for example, just to kind of address that objection up front. So I have that kind of minimum term wave thing in my back pocket, which I'm totally giving away (laughs) my secrets if anyone's listening from an agency and like we've had a sales conversation. Um, If there's a little bit of sort of uh, stickiness, I suppose, around that topic, I'm happy to wave that if there's, you know, other things and stuff in place, which, you know, I'm going to talk about in some of my um, follow-on tips. So number three is value ads. So rather than discounting the actual thing that you're selling, you can throw in a bonus instead. So for example, I can't send this for free. However, I can add in a complimentary ebook or onboarding or bonus XYZ or whatever it may be. This could be a really good one because it's still like giving them something that is essentially free, but only if they pay, (laughs) only if they're actually buying the thing. Again, it gives you just something else to kind of redirect that conversation in a really positive way. Number four is urgency. So people who want the free stuff 
often have pretty terrible engagement. And there was a Forbes article about this topic from an online course creator who said that his paid lists had an 85% course completion rate, whereas his freebie lists had something shocking like a 20% completion rate. So if you're going to discount, at least use it to your advantage and get some urgency behind behind you. So this has to be a two-way street. I'm, I'm obsessed with this idea. It has to be a two-way street. Someone can't just go, cool, can I have this for free? And you go, yeah, sweet, here you go. It has to be two-way. You have to be getting something out of this because like I said before, it's a negotiation where you actually end up with something that's of value to you. Otherwise, this is not an exchange at all. Um, so you could say something like, I can't send this over for free. However, I can honor a 15% off if you purchase six months up front by the end of next week, for example. So adding a deadline to it and also maybe that could be encouraging them to get, you know, a bigger package or an upfront payment, for example. Number five, I have to mention this, is that brand collaborations are not about giving or getting stuff for free. It's absolutely still an exchange. It's simply using currencies other than cash to leverage a marketing opportunity. So I thought I'd pop this in here because I think so many um, small businesses in particular who are getting started with brand collaborations kind of feel like, oh, you know, it's just, it's just about giving my stuff away for free. And that's absolutely not the case at all. And that's one of the reasons why we started Collabosaurus is to make sure that these exchanges are win-win of equal value and both brands are getting something that they want out of the collaboration from a marketing perspective. So if you want to reach new people, you're kind of limited to um, the existing community that you've already built, paid advertising or things that take a whole lot of time, like publicity, like hustling, like networking events, stuff like that, stuff like that. And traditionally collaborations would fall into that third category of things that take a lot of time. But with platforms like Collabosaurus, you can do collaborations in a matter of minutes or days, really pulling them together, which is really exciting and a great way to tap into a marketing strategy that's not super expensive. Um, we did a research study that uh, determined collaborations are actually on average up to 25 times less expensive than digital advertising, which is crazy. So I would look at brand collaborations as a marketing strategy. It's absolutely not about giving or getting stuff for free. Number six is speaking of currencies other than cash, if you're really having a hard time saying no, so let's say it's your cousin or something and you know that they don't have the money to pay for whatever it is that you're selling. There are other things you can leverage. For example, like you could say, okay, in order for for me to give you or gift this to you, it would be great if you ensured that you complete the course. That's number one. Two, send a testimonial through at the end of whatever, 26th of March. <laughs> um, feedback as to how you know you found the course, and maybe you can have a few set questions around that. A Google review and a social media post on Facebook and Instagram on your business pages. For example, like you can kind of basically go, all right, if you really, really want to do this, you have to promise me you're going to finish the course, you're going to leave me a review, you can give me feedback and you're going to shout it, shout it out on your social media channels. Like even if they've got small social media channels, it really keeps them accountable. It makes them accountable and it turns it into a negotiation and an exchange of value. And there's another podcast episode called Making Pro Bono Work Work. Um, on Stop, Collaborate and Listen if you're kind of leaning towards tip six and you want to explore that a little bit further. 
So there are my six ways you can handle and ask for free stuff. Hopefully that was really helpful. And we would absolutely love for you to leave a podcast review if you haven't already. It helps new people find us. And that is just how we grow as well as sharing it on Instagram. So, so appreciate all of your tags. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me know what you think of the brand new podcast channel called This Is How We Do It as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Have an awesome day.